0: The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cultworthy Podcast. Join us. Attention. The Milf & Me Podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts Antonio and Diana are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Milfamy Podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, along with my lovely co-host, Diana. Diana, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. You know what? What? I've got a pleasure room. You want to see it?
1: Fuck no, I don't want to see it.
0: Why not? What kind of question is that? Okay, I lied. It's the pantry.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. You would. You totally would.
0: Oh yes. That's where I spend most of my intimate moments. Yeah.
1: Well, you're a chef, part of the time of your life, so I can see why the pantry would be your pleasure
0: room. Tell you what, I'm still just stuck on that dude (laughs) taking selfies in the pantry. It's just become like part of my life now.
1: I know. And I hope our (laughs) listeners know what we're talking about. If you haven't listened to that that episode. It was like episode
0: two or three when we were talking about dating profiles, this guy took all of his profile pictures of himself, his selfies in the pantry. Like
1: We legit could see, like you can see canned goods. like, like Canned
0: he, soup and peanut butter and. And like
1: <laughs> boxed foods, like stovetop stuffing and things like that. Like he legit was in his pantry for every photo, just different angles. Different angles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got creative at least.
0: What would you say if you walked into a guy's house on a first date and he said, I have a pleasure room. Do you want to see it? <laughs> Be honest. Be honest. I'm
1: not like most people. So I would be like, yeah, I definitely want to see that. Like,
0: like I'm not going to use it, but I want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely
1: want to see it. Now, if he closed the door behind me, that might be a little creepy. But chances are, if it's a first date and I'm at his house, then I'm pretty into him (laughs) because that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, there you
0: go. There you go. What if what if it was like, okay, he either says, I have a pleasure room. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see it? Mm-hmm. Or he says, I want you to see my record collection. Which one sparks your interest more?
1: The pleasure room. The
0: pleasure room.
1: <laughs> you know why I know that?
0: Because I got a fucking amazing record collection and no one ever wants to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. That's so funny. Yeah, I would I would say, yeah, sure. Let's see it.
0: Well, here's the thing. So I was kind of looking this up and I don't have a, a particular stat on it, but... We will be doing another episode about sex toys eventually. Yes, we will. And one of the things that comes up in the research that we did for that episode is the fact that sex toys and pleasure equipment and BDSM equipment, sales have skyrocketed not only since like 2010, but especially during the pandemic. I think a lot of this has to do with like people trying to like spice up their romance in their house because they weren't going out as much. Maybe they didn't know how to stay intimate or stay romantic. But we can't deny that about 15 years ago, a novel came out called Fifty Shades of Grey (laughs) that got all of the middle-aged women in America hot in their panties. Nice and hot. And it created a movement for something that was always kind of known as like a fetishy niche, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't see BDSM stuff in like everyday TV Or movies. Right. Or at fucking the mall, Spencer's Gifts. Like there's always like little kinky things. I grew
1: up in Provo. Right. I mean, you did too. But let's back up for a second because I mean, I am a little bit educated on this, but not enough. What does BDSM stand for? (laughs) Do I have to Google this right now so I don't feel like an idiot? Like, what the hell does that stand for? I know it's something.
0: So BDSM is a variety of often erotic practices or role-playing involving bondage, discipline. That's what
1: it is. Bondage and discipline.
0: And sadomasochism. Okay.
1: Okay, then. There we go.
0: You know what? So, you know, maybe you've got the D. You just need the B and the SM (laughs) and you're good.
1: (laughs) This is a really interesting subject for me because um, I've never done this and I've never been part of it. I've never been in a relationship with anyone that has done it like is... As far as I know, maybe they were. And I didn't know about it. I don't know.
0: I think at some point or another, we've all like played a little bit in like we dipped our toe in the water of like, oh, how about we put some handcuffs on? Or how about you tie my hands together? Like,
1: no, I've never done this. Antonio. (laughs) uh, handcuffs. handcuffs, (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's even scary. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, the tie up thing. Yeah, it's playful.
0: It's playful. I mean, that's why I said, like, people are always interested in, like, dipping their toes in the water of something a little bit dangerous. Yeah. But not taking it the full leap. But like we've talked about in other episodes, it feels like, especially with this younger generation, boundaries are just kind of not where they used to be. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's done safely, I say, fucking do what you want. You know, of
1: course. Yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, that's my whole motto is, like, you do you. If it's something you're into and your partner's into it and it's do it. Like, why not? Like, who the fuck cares?
0: Well, and this is my opinion on this. This isn't something like you said. First date? No, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, maybe fifth date or whatever. And the guy says, come and see my pleasure room. To me, this makes more sense if you're actually doing this with someone that you've been involved with for a long time or it's a marriage and it's a way to kind of keep things spicy sure. and different. Sure. So in a way, even though this is looked down upon, yeah. for some reason I feel like this might actually be one of the keys to a longer lasting relationship with that same partner.
1: Yeah, keeping things exciting. We've we've definitely talked Have we talked about that in past episodes? I can't remember, but that's huge. Yeah. Keep things exciting and if things start getting redundant and stale and blah you got to do what you got to do.
0: Well, and BDSM is not everyone's cup of tea. So it's like right. you're not out doing this every Friday with a different girl. <laughs> I mean, unless you were in a particular dating category of yeah. Tinder, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think the majority of our audience who are just thinking like, you know, how can I find a way to spice things up? Or in yeah. your case, meeting a guy who has your same physical and emotional needs. Yeah. You know, maybe this becomes something in the future.
1: It, yeah. I mean, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm never closed off to any type of way. Like, I'm open to it. Sure. It's it's a little bit, I'm a little bit more conservative, um, but I'm definitely not saying, whoa, this is fucking weird. Oh my God, who the hell does this shit? No, no.
0: So there was a study done a couple of years ago, and it was the largest study of this because, like I said, these focus groups were noticing huge upticks in purchases of BDSM equipment, mm. sex toys, online, in yeah. stores, like it's been pumping up. So okay. why? So in the survey, they showed that 86% of Americans have either tried BDSM at least once. And it doesn't say to what degree. So like I would say, if like, okay, I've been putting handcuffs before. All right, I tried it at least once, you know. Yeah. But 42% said they at least express interest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where you fall in.
1: Sure. I mean, it's. I'm intrigued by it for sure. I'm not going to run out and try to find a pleasure room or create one.
0: (laughs) Uh, Germany is the most active BDSM country where 47% practice it regularly. It's just like a thing there. That's like half the population. Germany. Germany.
2: Oh, my. I mean,
0: you hear things about Germany. <laughs>
1: I do. I don't know anything about Germany. <laughs> that is racy.
0: They say in America, the first BDSM experience on average, and that this is in this current generation, is at the age of 22. Now, when I was 22, anything I knew about BDSM was from a movie or something silly, you know, like mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, the GIMP mask and stuff like that. Like, that's what I knew of it. But now with what people find online and on porn, everyone's watching porn these days at very young ages, it's almost like, oh, yeah, I totally know what that is. Yeah. And they're trying it younger, age 22. Wow. Frequent BDSM participants are on average five years younger compared to other sexually active adults. Which is interesting to me. Again, Like I think that just goes to this generation, just discovering things earlier than yours and my generation did. Yeah. At,
1: at, yeah. I mean, going back to the 22 years old thing, I think I was I was married at 22, barely married, and trying to figure out a way to not have to go to church on Sundays. <laughs> That's where I was. I wasn't doing BDSM, but this is really interesting when you think about where we were at right. 22, literally. Right. I mean, we grew up in a bubble. We were in Utah County, Provo, a mile away from Brigham Young University.
0: We didn't have Tinder. We didn't have- Didn't have any of this
1: shit. None of it. I mean, I barely had internet, right? So it's like 22 years old. I literally was going in and out of the Mormon church.
0: Right. And you were married. Yeah. And at 22, I was in a relationship with someone five years older than me. Oh. So- I guess you could say that I learned from their experience. Okay. So maybe I was a little bit more experienced than other people, just because I was dating somebody older. Yeah, that's but true. Where we grew up and where we lived, being such a conservative religious community. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, you couldn't even. There wasn't even a sex shop in town. You had to drive forty miles north or south to yeah. get to the nearest one. Well,
1: age thing. I mean, I was. I married someone ten years older than me. My ex-husband is ten years older than me. I don't think that matters as much because he's super conservative too. I mean, he grew up Mormon right. and. So yeah, this is very, very intriguing.
0: Now, how about this? People who have tried BDSM report having lost their virginity on average two years earlier than the rest of the population. So according to when this study was done, the average person loses their virginity at 17, people who are into BDSM lost it at 15 So there might be some like connection there of like, okay, you're starting to become sexually active younger, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to be sexually adventurous earlier than the average person. I think that's where those two statistics come in play. Yeah,
1: I see that. Makes sense.
0: But here's the weird thing too, is like you can walk into any sex shop at age 18 and buy Whatever the fuck you want. No one asks you any questions. Mm-hmm. No one asks you where you're going. Right. Buy a three foot dildo. Like, okay, you know, have a nice day. Let me know yeah. if you need a, a advice on how to clean it properly. Yeah. But you can't buy a pack of cigarettes. You know? <laughs> you, you, Isn't that funny? You can't buy a beer until you're 21. You can't rent a car. You can't until you're rent 25. a car until you're 25 <laughs> or 26. You know? So, yeah. but which one is looked on? Like, more negatively in society. That's
1: interesting. You can go buy whips and chains and all sorts of shit at 18. I didn't even think of this. You could probably buy it younger. Wow.
0: I mean, think about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I've been to a lot of sex shops, all right? I've only been ID'd, like, maybe three times. Huh. You know? Like, technically, you're supposed to be 18 before you go in there. Uh Utah's a little bit more like strict about those rules. Yeah. But I lived in Portland and Seattle. I mean, you yeah. literally walk in there. I've seen high school kids with backpacks walk in there. So again, it's 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 interesting how society determines some things like BDSM is dirty. Yeah. You know, but hey, you can buy all this shit and do whatever you want at eighteen and according to the study, people are doing it at fifteen. But you know, don't <laughs> don't you get, dare rent a car until you're twenty five. Can't
1: you get all this stuff online anyway? Like you can yeah, be Use any, your mom's
0: credit card. You
1: can be any age and you know, just don't get it delivered to the house.
0: Shit. <laughs> they click, have those
1: Amazon lockers now.
0: <laughs> double click your mom's Apple Pay, and you can get a whip, a mask, a yep. ball gag, and a yep. three foot dildo. Yep. No one asks any questions. <laughs> your dad might when he sees the bill, but no, I don't. that'll be, it'll
1: be that'll be fun to start a fight between your parents. <laughs> what the fuck is this, Sally?
0: Oh God. Okay, so men are fifty nine point six. Sorry. So fifty nine point six percent of the people who have reported fantasizing about dominating someone significantly more than women. So men is fifty nine point six, and women are forty six point seven. So men want to dominate a little bit more, and then women a little bit less. I'm in the ballpark of wanting to be dominated. That seems. Well, you're a, lot a more simp. Fun. Oh yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. You are I'm a, a simp. simp
1: for fuck's sakes. Of course, you want to be dominated. You're not going to be the dominator. Okay. <laughs>
0: But this is the funny thing. Like, whenever you see
1: Mm -hmm.
0: BDSM represented in a movie or a TV show, Mm -hmm. it's always, like, some overweight, middle-aged, successful businessman that wants (laughs) to get whipped, that wants to get spanked because he spends all day long fucking telling people what to do. Yeah. And he's, like, the boss. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I just want someone to fucking just beat the shit out of me sometimes. Well,
1: that (laughs) is is how I am. I mean, if we're going to get real honest here, I am a take charge woman. I'm in charge with a lot of things. I'm a single mom. I mean, I'm constantly making decisions and I'm always in control. So I love a dominant man. I don't know if I want to be whipped, but I love a dominant man. I like to be submissive. I actually love that.
0: So if the guy was like, hey, will you whip me tonight? You're like, uh, eh, I kind of like being whipped. Is that what you're saying?
1: I mean, yeah, I guess. Of course I'm going to do it because that's what he wants. I mean, we do what our man wants you maybe know? you have
0: like A day B day <laughs> 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 right, so on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays you whip my ass and then on Tuesdays <laughs> Thursdays and Saturdays I whip your ass it's just
1: so weird like how does that how is that sexual like how does that turn you on that fucking hurts have you ever been whipped in the ass Oh, God, don't answer that. (laughs) Um, Okay, there was a um, moment of silence. We did not lose audio. We did not lose audio there. There was a sign. Do not fucking answer that question. Anyways, so that sounds painful.
0: 64.6% of women (laughs) reported fantasizing about being dominated significantly more than men at 53.5%. So that surprised me. I honestly thought, you shut your goddamn mouth.
1: This is so good. This is so fucking good. The look on your face, the look of terror.
0: Oh, good thing we're only recording audio right now.
1: It's not so, video. It's so good.
0: Okay, I'm trying to be serious here.
1: Okay. <laughs> this
0: okay. surprises me because of all the bullshit that we've been listening to about like this dominant man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I honestly thought <laughs> that women would want to be domineering more than men. Because in my mind, hearing all that bullshit rhetoric in the last yeah. few episodes, yeah. I would think, well, you know what? I am a woman. I'm trying to be submissive, but I'm gonna show my men in bed that like, hey, if we're gonna just be DSM stuff, this I'm is in my charge. opportunity to be in charge. Yeah. I was fucking wrong. Sixty four point six of women want to be dominated as opposed to fifty three point five percent of men. So that is surprising. But you just said that you prefer to be submissive. So yeah. it makes sense. The numbers match up. I sure. just I'm such a fucking simp. that I thought that it would be reversed, you know? Fuck me for caring.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Uh, My ass hurts. My Uh. ass hurts,
2: too, just
1: thinking about this. Jesus Christ. What else is there? I mean, let's just put put these percentages on hold for a second. What else is there besides whipping you in the ass? Like, don't tell me if you've done any... I don't give a shit what you've done, Antonio. I just want to know what all is there. So... I've seen like the things on the wall, right? Whips
0: and paddles. Or, like, paddle. Uh, like the rack, you know, you put it in a rack and then stretch you out a little bit. And what? What? I, didn't you see Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. You I just weren't paying it. attention. I wasn't <laughs> paying
1: attention, probably.
0: You're like, this boomy fucking sucks. Let's go eat.
1: <laughs> probably. Okay. So then there's the thing where they like tie you up, right?
0: You can get tied up. Um and while
1: you're tied up, you just get your ass
0: kicked. Well, there's also like the pleasure delaying, and that's part of BDSM too, where it's like almost like edging, you know what edging is? <laughs> Yes. It's like, I'm going to fuck around with you until you're just about to hit it, and then you know, I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah. You know, there's that too. There's torture. Tickling, but it's playful torture. It's torture. <laughs> the feathery shit. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw candle wax being dripped on someone's chest was in a Madonna video from like the 90s. Yeah, I've done that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've actually done that. Holy shit. So,
0: yeah, there, again, it's not what you think it is. I'm, we're proving our point. Yeah. Like there yeah. are so many elements to what BDSM could be. It is not mm-hmm. about just black leather, spiky, collars, whips, chains, paddles, the rack, whatever the list is. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's more than that, you okay, know? Okay, okay. Little pain, little pleasure. Now that we know what actually BDSM means, mm-hmm. you know, the dominance and the sadomasochism and the bondage. I mean, the bondage is probably the part. That's why it's the B. That's why it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you are being either confined or you're being strapped down Or you're being ordered to be still. You know, there's lots of different definitions of bondage. But here's the thing. People are doing it for fun. I'm sure there's people that take it way, way too far. Oh,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure there's people that
0: cannot feel sexually satisfied unless they participate in this kind of sex every time. There's always going to be that group of people, too. Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: And we're not judging anyone. Just so Oh, no, no, no. I am literally, I feel like a five year old right now. (laughs) I'm very uneducated with this particular subject. So it's kind of fun that we're talking about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's get back to numbers. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Active BDSM (laughs) participants have a significantly higher medium household income compared to the rest of the population. So when they say higher medium, that's 70,000 compared to the rest of the population, which is between 60 and 67. Now,
1: why in the hell do you think that is?
0: Okay. Hey, here's this is goes back to my other point. <laughs> Remember when we talked about swingers Mm-hmm. that the majority of swingers are often upper middle class to upper class people that can afford it. Okay. This is my opinion. Okay. That extra 10 grand a year mm. can be used for accoutrement. You know, you can mm. you know, maybe it's a trip to Disneyland. Maybe it's a new whip. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. your money. But people who are especially in the inflation rates right now, and like this recession that we're in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to go buy a new whip. My old one's fine, you know. Like, <laughs>
1: oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. Okay, yeah, that's that's really interesting.
0: I mean, anyone that makes more money is going to have more money to use on hobbies. Sure, sure. You know, this this is kind of a hobby. You know, some people. Fly fish and some people whip each other's asses. It's, it's a
1: painful hobby, but it's a hobby. I but suppose. it's
0: pleasurable for some people.
1: That's true. I mean,
0: uh, <laughs> I hate the way this is written, but let's just say Caucasians because it's. Yeah, in,
1: that's really weird to say that way.
0: The study says whites.
1: Yeah, whites are 34%. No,
0: Caucasians. caucasian sounds better. <laughs> are 34% more likely to engage. Or be interested in BDSM compared to other ethnicities, except for Asians, twenty-eight percent more likely. Okay. Oh. Uh, again, I'm not trying to like. Oh, I've heard that any racial stereotypes. I've but heard.
1: I've heard Asia.
0: That's because. Yeah. Yeah, they make a lot more money. Why? Because they work eighty-hour fucking weeks. Their whole like economy, especially the the Japanese, their whole economy, their whole educational structured system the way their business works like the honor and the prestige of being a busy business and successful businessman Mm -hmm. that means everything so they're putting all of their their work and their effort and their life into being this successful person okay so they gotta let it out somehow just like we're talking about the guy that gets whipped on saturdays that's why they're into. That's true. Stuff like this.
1: That's true. I mean, I've heard stories, lots of stories of people traveling to Asia and like Thailand and Thailand and Tokyo. I mean, all Tokyo sorts of places. Like, there's some shit that goes down in those can, clubs.
0: You can buy whips, panties, all that shit in vending machines. In no, Tokyo. you can't. You can't. A hundred percent. I'm not lying. You can buy all these things. You can. They have vending machines for used panties.
2: Wow. Yes.
0: So. Okay. now let's go to the Caucasian part. I mean, it kind of makes sense. (laughs) Caucasians make more money on general and people try to say the system's not rigged. It totally is. So if we go back to the earlier statistic that higher medium incomes are more into this shit. Well, yeah, most Caucasians have higher medium incomes. It's a fact. I'm not trying to, like, separate the races here. It's just a fact. Yeah. So it only makes sense that they would be the ones that spend more money on this stuff. And again, we're not judging. No, good yeah. for you if you're. I hope you're doing well in your business. You I hope you're you do doing you. well in your life. You do you do whatever you want with your money, as long as you're not like donating to hate groups. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or shooting people. Or
0: shooting people. Jesus Christ! I would much rather you go buy a bunch of fucking whips and chains
1: and take your anger out on your l- woman
0: or yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Like <laughs> before you, so yeah, before you go and buy more, like. Weapons of destruction that you might not need. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't have guns. If you have a gun and you know how to use it, you keep it <laughs> safe, great. But do you need 20? No. Go buy yourself a brand new dildo. Oh. <laughs> Go buy yourself a brand new whip. <laughs> 26.5% of those that have tried BDSM report that they are bisexual. That is an average of 6.6 times higher than the general population. Now, I really don't know why that stat matters. I would just say if you're sexually adventurous with... BDSM, you're probably just more sexually adventurous in all aspects. In all aspects, yeah. You know. It could be. So let's talk about Fifty Shades. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that.
0: So. I do
1: remember the movie. I just don't remember those specific details. I do remember the actual movie. And it was sexy. It was hot. I, I really liked it.
0: I mean, like I thought the movie was terrible, but the sexiness, the stuff they had, yeah, they they the, knew what they the, were doing. The
1: storyline was terrible? What's terrible? What did you think was
0: terrible? Acting? Uh, as a film guy. Okay, my film other guy. Pilot, yeah. Tell it, me. What was terrible about it? Poorly made. Okay. Poor, poorly structured. But I don't blame the filmmaking as much as I just blame the source story. I mean, Got did it. you know that that whole thing was based off of Twilight fan fiction? No, I did not. That's a whole other episode. But apparently the author... Was writing erotic Twilight fan fiction.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But she couldn't get it published because it was based off of Twilight. So she developed this story. So essentially, Anastasia Gray or Anastasia, whatever her name is, is essentially Bella.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: And then the Gray character is essentially Edward. Yes. And instead of having like this forbidden love between a vampire and a human, it's a virgin and a guy who's into sadomasochism. Got it. And, you know, they make it sexy and they made a bunch of money. But, (laughs) The professionals did not agree with the message. So majority of experts in the field and lifestyle say that the book and film get BDSM dangerously wrong, especially in the realms of consent, thus causing a misconception and misunderstanding. And also it just sucks. So, yeah, this person didn't know about the lifestyle itself. They were just taking what we just know about it from social media or from TV yeah. It takes all like the negative aspects of the things that people are afraid of. Yeah. And especially the consent part and she wrote a story around it. Who Got knows it. if she actually asked people in the lifestyle. Apparently not because experts in the field and people in the lifestyle say that it's dangerous and that has created a dangerous expectation of people who are trying BDSM and not knowing exactly what the rules are, you know? There it's, should be rules. There should be there should be safe words. There should be An apple. good communication. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that.
0: So now that we've gone through the numbers and yeah. our ass is hurt, yeah. w- would this be something that I think would be fun to like do a field trip on? Like A field
1: trip? Where are we going?
0: We go to a sex shop and we ask questions and we look at the gear and we report back and see what we found. Maybe put it on the website. Because here's the thing. I know so little about this. Yeah. Everything I know, I swear, is just like hyperbole or just things I've seen on TV. We should find someone to talk about this subject with. Please. We oh my should gosh. go on a field trip and look at what these things are even for. I mean, yeah, like, where, I know there's masks, but what are they for? Where are our
1: BDSM professionals? Where are they? So we if need you... you
0: our listener, or you know someone in this lifestyle, we would love to have a non-judgmental conversation and ask questions. We can make it totally anonymous if you want. But uh, one of the points of this podcast, which I feel like we've gotten the message out there, but we haven't really gotten a lot of feedback, is we want to be educated. I
1: want to be educated for sure on the swinging, on the open marriages, on BDSM. I can pull
0: stats all day. Yeah. But nothing's going to be as educational as talking to a person who actually does it. So
1: don't be scared. We're very nice. We are very nice. I'm taller than Antonio, so he can't do much. You
0: are not taller. (laughs) You wear four-inch heels. That's why you're taller. I
1: don't wear four-inch heels. (laughs) I would kill myself. So I wore pointe <laughs> chills. but yeah, I would love—I would love someone to reach out to us, please, please do.
0: So I was talking about my algorithms lately when we were doing the love gurus, how they all kind of like funneled me into this particular channel yeah. of this men matter, high value nonsense. So I actually had to start searching oh. for things to get me out of there. I had you to reset retrain, your thing. retrain yeah. the algorithm yeah. because it was sending me all towards that. And I'm telling you what, there really isn't a lot out there that isn't, but there are some. there are some fun female love gurus out there that I think are trying to give some good advice, but I'm not a female. So we're going to leave it up to you to decide. Let's
1: go. That's why they're keeping you around even though they give the bare minimum. I'm Kimberly, a relationship coach. Give me a follow if you need help navigating your love life. One, they like the idea of you as an option and know that you'll be there if and when they decide they're ready. Two, it boosts their ego to know that someone's interested. Three, they can get the emotional benefits from you without actually putting in real work. It's like the best of both worlds. Four, they're still exploring and think there might be someone better out there. And five, they're bored and it's nice to have someone to hang with or talk to on a So moment.
0: these are five reasons why men are keeping you hanging around. You're a woman. Have you experienced any of those?
1: Abso fucking lutely I have.
0: Okay. She's
1: right. She's not wrong. Hundred percent she's right. Yeah. So let me to tell you something really shitty. Oh, no, please do. <laughs> I have actually done most of those with men, for sure.
0: Well that goes back to my opinion that like women and men are more alike than I think we often are women, willing to admit.
1: Women don't admit it. I will tell you I am the most that's what we, I am the most open and vulnerable person you'll probably ever meet and I will tell it to the world. I will own it 100%. Yeah. I that's, mean that's I don't I, I don't do it regularly. I just know that I have done it before. I mean I've at least done half of the things on that list to right. someone I've been with or that's in my life for sure.
0: Well, and that's one of the things too when I was thinking about it. um, I'm happy that I am, I'm going to say like a six or a seven because I don't get enough women interested in me at the same time mm. to ever have this problem. I see. You know, so like I'll always have a person that I'm interested in. Hopefully they're interested in me and I focus my energy on that. And if it doesn't work, I will find someone else. Yeah. I have only ever played the... I'm going to keep this one on the back burner and keep this one on the back burner if that one doesn't work only once in my life.
1: Like literally when I heard all of those, when I heard all five of those, you were like the last person from my mind that has ever done any of those. Like that just doesn't fit your mold. Even a tiny bit.
0: And here's the thing: is like the one time that I did it, I felt so fucking. That's my guilty point. About You're such a fucking it.
1: simp. Good simp God,
0: biscuit. Simp
1: City. <laughs> the new album comes out next year. <laughs> no, seriously though. I mean, yeah, she's right. I've been with men, and I. This is even more shitty. I know that they're doing those things. That. I know that they're calling me or wanting to hang out because they're bored.
0: So that was my question. Next is. obviously you're older and more experienced to know the game. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you actually use the game to your advantage. You're like, I know what the fucking deal is. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the first person on the speed dial to fuck up (laughs) and he'll realize how fucking amazing I am. Like, I know that where I think she's talking to a younger crowd Mm -hmm. who's like, well, why isn't he, why
1: doesn't he call me? me?
0: Why isn't he texting me? It was because he's got three other people on speed.
1: He hasn't texted me in three days.
0: Yeah. No, you're right.
1: You're totally right. That's exactly who she's talking to. But um, in most cases, I do it and the person's doing it to me at the same time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, you know, you and I have had enough conversations in the past that I feel that you and I are also pretty much similar. It's like there's a difference between dating and there's a difference between sleeping and dating. Yes. Like I have dated multiple women at the same time where it's like, okay, I got a date with Karen on Thursday and Sarah on Saturday. We're Fucking just going to go. Yeah. Well, Karen's always the one that fucks me over. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but those are like dinner dates or coffee dates. Because yeah. guess what? Time is precious and yeah. sometimes you have to consolidate. But the second I start having a physical relationship with somebody, I'm not dating anyone else. That's yeah. just my flow. I know there are yeah. men and women that don't follow that rule, but I definitely follow that rule.
1: Yeah, no, I'm the same. I mean- if we're going to talk about it, I'm the same way just because I don't like messy. It gets messy when you're sleeping with more than one person at the same time. So,
0: right. Well, for you and me, there's some people who love the mess and there's some people like,
1: absolutely. They love it. And I can, I can spot them out a mile away.
2: Right. Right. right.
1: (laughs) If someone wants to hang out just because they want to hang out or they're bored, I recognize that, you know, and then I have to ask myself, am I bored enough (laughs) to, to hang out with this person? Because if it's, if it's, even half of the list that she gave us right there, those five items, and you don't recognize it, then you gotta do a little bit of
2: work.
0: So we're coming up on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got my Valentine, so I've kind of already got something planned. Well, aren't you special? I am special, but you can be the wise sage to help everyone out there figure out what they want to do for Valentine's All
1: Day. I'll use single folk out there.
0: <laughs> well, here's my question for you.
1: Yeah. Valentine's
0: Day when you're single, Yeah. do you just fucking treat yourself? That's what I would do.
1: Um, In most cases, yeah, but I do have to tell you this one thing, though. Like, I was in a relationship with somebody, and we were talking marriage. He broke up with me in a text message on Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, two years ago, I want to say, or maybe three years ago. I, I remember sh- this. I shit you not. So, that's real. Um, No, so this was what I was thinking. Wherever you're located, I challenge you to excuse me I challenge you to go to a sex shop yeah like you don't even if you feel uncomfortable to where you don't even want to buy anything just go in and see what it's like Um, I haven't been to a million sex shops like Antonio says he has been in (laughs) Um, but I've been in a few and If you see something that you're interested in or you see something that catches your eye, then maybe you will purchase it and you pleasure yourself. That's fantastic. But I think there's a lot of people that probably have never even stepped foot in one of those stores. I think that everybody should at least once in their lifetime. And that is my MILF worthy for the week.
0: And here's my little addition to that. (laughs) I feel like some people who've never been are afraid of like the staff. Like yeah, only shady people would be working in a sex shop. Guess what? it's just a job.
1: No, I knew I actually, (laughs) I actually worked with, um, so they had, this was like their second job. I had worked with them when I worked for the Utah jazz. Uh And, um, there were a couple people on my catering team that actually worked at our local sex shop. I mean, I want to say one worked there full time and then she was part-time doing the food and beverage stuff. But and they were awesome it's not uncomfortable
0: it 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 really isn't i mean they're just think of them like the the guy that's trying to help you with the tv at best buy it really it's like okay well you know what 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 kind of girth are you looking for yeah what kind of length are you looking for you know and
1: also (laughs) like you're not creepy you're not creepy for going into the store i mean just go in and look at some things and like i said oh and i want to add if you're in a relationship uh go with your partner Absolutely go with your partner and maybe there's like a new sexy saucy massage oil or something you guys want to try or the candle wax dripping thing on the body. I mean, you know, spice it up a little bit. But I think that everybody should at least go into a sex shop at least once in their life.
0: I agree. It's going to be fun. It's almost like a museum sometimes. There's a lot of expensive things that you can't touch.
1: It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming, (laughs) yes. So just look with your eyes and not with your hands.
0: And if you break it, you buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm serious. We need to go on a field trip, and we need to talk to somebody in this community so we really feel more educated because I don't want to be just spouting stats and potential nonsense right. without really knowing yeah, I what know. I'm saying. You know, like again, this is a, a topical podcast. We have fun doing it, but I yeah. also I want to know.
1: Yeah, I do too. I want to pick your brain. So reach out to us. Reach
0: out to us on the themilfandmepod.com. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at the milfandmepod at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Diana, this
0: was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay. You've got some editing to do.